Searching podcasts for Dave and one more time. Welcome to the Dave and Wah podcast, where two friends share their thoughts on a variety of topics. But what if I told you that the introduction you just heard was actually written by an AI system? That's right. Our cutting-edge technology has analyzed past episodes and listener feedback to craft the perfect opening for our show. We're amazed by the results, and we're sure you will be too. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour of conversation with your hosts. This is Dave and Juan, and you're listening to the future of podcasting. And three, number two, one, pick that mic out there. Hey, man, look at us. Those of you that aren't looking at the video, shame on you, man. Back on black, man. Men in black. Back in black. Back in black, men in black. Uh, I don't know. We are the men in black. So anyway, hey, America, (laughs) I'll tell you why, especially this week. Look at us. That's right. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. <laughs> Gratitude yeah. needs to be bestowed upon us. Playing hurt today, man. Playing hurt are today. You? Or not hurt. Ill. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm Dave. I'm Juan. And this is Dave and Juan. More time. Yes, thank you. Thank you kindly. And again, not that anybody cares, but uh, yeah, you know, I guess... I don't know if it's a bug. I don't know if it's allergies. We're in that golden time of the year where, right? I mean, we have oak trees everywhere and it's just, Mm -hmm. um, but um, the other folks in my house over the past week or so have gone through, you know, it's, it's, it's when you're sick, but you're not sick enough to go to the doctor or anything, right? It's just, uh, you just don't feel good, right? Well, but it, it's that whole question of, you know, can I do something? Do I sit around and, and relax and take care of myself? Uh, or do I attempt and ultimately make myself feel worse? Sitting around and taking care of yourself is always a good option. Always a good option. I know I have not been feeling well because, you know, like the highlight to me, like, man, if I don't got to do anything during the day and I'm kind of feeling sick. Later on at night, I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine or a couple of beers, and I'm just going to – and I couldn't even be – like, I'm not even – I had, like, a beer last night. It was a Friday – oh, yeah, Friday night. You know, I would normally be out. So um, – but, yeah, you, you, it, it's one of those situations where you're, you're sick enough to not really feel up to anything, mm-hmm. but then not sick enough – you feel guilty, right? Right. You don't feel, you don't feel bad enough to classify yourself as sick. Although I am, and my wife has 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 uh, declared me sick. Uh, and so I gotta there put, you go. I gotta... So see, you're working in. You're you're injured, but it sounds uh, like you're still performing at a high level. I'll man, give you, you know that. what? Thank you, thank you so much, man. If, if if America only knew, only knew. Well, here's the deal. So that's and I also have to thread the needle here because my wife, and I don't know how 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 yours handles when you're sick, right? Um, and we come from different, I was, we joked about this before where we grew up, you kind of tough things out. Um, you know, it's just what, what it is. You went to the doctor. It was really, really bad. And my wife grew up a little, little different. Her, her mom's a nurse and stuff, and they're just, they're on stuff. So we, we, we've come at it with two different perspectives. Yeah. I, I grew up. It's, it's almost like the, the rebellion aspect, because if I was sick, you know, if you dare throw up at my house when I was a kid. Yeah, you were more likely to die from dehydration than the virus because you weren't getting anything to drink. Uh, really? For oh gosh, forever. I can remember, yeah, you know, getting a, a a damp washcloth to just wipe off my lips and just trying to suck moisture out of that thing. Uh, so, yeah, so my the, mom so wouldn't the... give you couldn't eat for like twenty four hours. You couldn't. Yeah, she'd make she'd freeze Coke or Sprite as ice. And that's okay. what you could get ice chips. Um, well, now my kids get sick. Like, yeah, you know, go drink something so you, your mouth tastes better. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, and I, I guess it all depends on, you know, I was going to say, well, you know, good thing uh, dehydration didn't exist back in those days, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess it depends on how sick. Now, I'm not, thankfully, knock wood, not yet. I'm not, yeah. I'm not there, but my wife's take it, it's, it's interesting. I got different windows I know to deal with whenever I'm sick. In fact, sometimes I may not even be feeling well, but I'm not going to announce it. 
because as soon as I do, we go through the first stage of my wife's concern level. Like there's a, you know, there's a spectrum there and she goes and she's on it. She's a thousand questions. Right. And sometimes when you don't feel good, you know what? You're not really into, let me analyze exactly what I don't feel. You know, right. I don't know. How about bleh? I feel bleh. Is that a right? Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what I feel. I just know I don't feel good. If I go to the doctor and like, you know, so I went to bed early last night and, and again, kind of sleeping in this morning and congested and stuff like that. And, um, and then she's like, did you take anything? Did you take anything? You know, you're not feverish. You're not, I mean, she is like on it. Like the first, say 12 hours you're sick man. my wife's like an icu nurse it's like you, know, you, you want to be like okay i'm good i'm good I'll, I'll 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 let you know then it gets normal for about the next 12 to 24 hours and it's just like hey how you doing oh i'm you know, right but and she knows this her window closes after about two or three days so if you're sick beyond two or three days she's like really really but you, you still you still feeling bad and then you can just tell you can just like i'm sorry i just um she might she might deny that maybe i'm maybe i'm off on this on the scale but that's what we that's what we go from we go from way too much to just about right to your butt needs to get up all right you, you yeah you, you, you yeah. Need to see be i don't do the my whole thing and you work for yourself so it's a little different whereas i always tell people for me to be sick enough to miss work it's not that i don't want to miss work it's that i don't want to take leave because i'm <laughs> sick so my philosophy is if i'm going to be miserable and feel like crap then I'm going to go annoy somebody else. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to go through this alone and like use that. my vacation time. Um, yeah. The, think about it. We changed and they, they changed everything the last few years because everybody's so paranoid about the, about mm -hmm. the Rona, right? Everybody's Oh my God, you gotta, you know, and because back in the day, dude, how often did you go to work with the flu with, uh, man, you, you just bucked up. That's what you did. I yeah. just, I'm not even saying that's the way to be, but that's just how we were. I, I worked at a hospital uh, and had a kidney stone. And the the doctor, well, we had a little clinic that we could go to. And, and so the nurse there, the first time I went, he said, I think you have a kidney stone. So you need to go. And it was like at the end of the day, and said, you need to go to the emergency room. Uh, and so I went. Then the next day, she called me on my cell phone to check on me. And I said, yeah, this is a kidney stone. Um, and so I feel, I said, okay, they put me on and I gave her a list of medication uh, and she said, okay, well, what are you going to be out for a few days? I said, oh no, I'm here. <laughs> and she said, Juan, you can't be at work on that kind of medication. <laughs> <laughs> so pain, well, I'm here. Pain pills. It was like pain. Uh... Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of pain pills. Um, and then after it wore off, then the, the kidney stone fired up again. And all of a sudden, it's like, Jesus Christ, somebody please drive me home. I'm going to try. And those of you who can't see me digging here in a bag, I might not be able to find it. So, and apologies to anybody out there. If it's a lot of women, probably, I don't know. If, if you've had kidney stones, you know what we're talking about. If it's mm -hmm. not, right? They say, they say, and we know we know always to trust they, right? And, of course, my S-I-R-I -I is firing up again as I, as yeah. I do that. Um, they say and by, that, by they, you mean a group of people, a group of experts, not just any, you know, not just an individual who chooses to no, go by they. No, a group, a group of people will, will say that a kidney stone may be probably is the most pain a man is capable of feeling. Now we go back and forth, you know, women, you know, labor, it's hard. You look, you get, you gotta, you gotta give that up. You can't talk to Trump no. labor and. But my thing Delivery. is always, you got a baby at the end of your pain. That's right. That's right. I got yeah uh, a, a piece of calcium built up. Well, okay. So I'm not going to dig to the bottom of this bag, but I know somewhere I'm carrying some pretty serious uh, pain medications and uh, something they give you for nausea, right? So after I had mine, right, and uh, took it like a champ, <laughs> right, uh, they gave me it for just in case. Mm -hmm. And I and I don't know how many different bags I've been carrying. I don't know. I think I, I think we might have been even carrying briefcases back that that window where we all carried briefcases, yeah. and now we carry backpacks and and computer bags. But I've all I've never taken one. I've never had to, and I might get in trouble one day. I guess too. But it's it is a prescription. But I I know it's old, man. It must be yeah. ten years, twelve years. Yes, I bet it's, that stuff it's probably not. I don't know. It's probably not as strong. 
All right, I'll just it take two. Was. All right, I just, yeah. I just, just start sell. But anyway, so we kind of went off, off on that. But that's, yeah. uh, um, that's so, so up, up and at him right now. Get, getting at it, and yeah. um, yeah. But you, so you ever, have, you, ever, you ever have an issue with that again? No, just one. Uh, one, you were one and done. One, but I tell you what, uh, a couple of years after it, I felt a twinge in my back one morning. And you will never not think which about that. Went straight to the doctor. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, man. This is like yeah, death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been, yeah. I, I had I, appendicitis. I, I, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There you go. So, uh, so there you go, America. Sorry to start with, yeah. you know, the medical. Uh, but we're well, uh, talking about medical, though. So my company has changed insurance providers and. and so when I started there, I had to change doctors and I wasn't a big fan of the one that I went to. Not that I've been more than once just for my annual physical. Um, so today I try, or not today, a couple of weeks ago, I tried cause I'm due for a physical, I tried to call and see if I could make an appointment with my old doctor. Um, and I knew he was getting ready to retire and, uh, he said, no, he's, you know, it's, uh, he's not here anymore. So you gotta get a new doctor. Uh, and I said, well, y'all, y'all just kick me over to somebody cause it's like a big group. Yeah. He said, "No, just just look at our website, uh, really, and find somebody who's taking pick taking um, new patients." So I found. You know, I'm looking through them. I see a Doctor Landry. I said, "Hey, man, that's that. That I might be related to that dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him." Uh, his website said, "Yeah, you know, that he was accepting new patients." Uh, so I called to schedule an appointment, and the person on the phone said, "Yep, he's he's accepting new patients." I said, "Well, good. I just I just need to come in for physical." Um, and said, okay, let me see his calendar. And when I tell you, you said it with a voice that didn't even didn't even crack. I said, okay, his first appointment is in, in uh 2024. <laughs> I said, it's because this was, you know, like a week. I said, it's it's February 2023. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I, I, I said, well, who's gonna make an appointment to see a doctor a year in advance? Dude, don't get me started. Look, I get it if you're not taking new patients, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I need an annual physical in 20. You know, give me, and then, make that in mind. I'll be busy in March of next year. So how about okay. June? And let's be honest. And I and I'm not gonna give the name. I like. I have a uh, a doctor. I I have to see him typically once a year, only because that's how they renew your medicines. Mm -hmm. That's how they get you, y'all. Once you, and I don't know, I'm not blaming the big pharma, but I guess I kind of am. Once they get you taking something, because you know, because you, you have to take something. And you don't get it right, you have to go back. It's like, yeah, I, I don't want to sound conspiratorial, but it's that old line, you know, you can't cure something. If you cure something, you lose a patient. Right. Right. So you got to keep, you got to keep, uh, you know, going back. But I'll end up in the doctor's office kind of asking him and telling him stuff that I don't think he's aware of. And maybe it's because he's, he's seeing people all day long and I get it, but you can, you shouldn't do it. But you can almost self-diagnose yourself these days, oh, man. Right. Like, like just get on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be, could be, could be. Cause uh, well, look how many ads there are. You know, ask your doctor about such and such a prescription. It's on. You know, I, we're, we're paying more attention to that these days. But exactly, you know, like why I got to tell my doctor that? Yeah. Like why? <laughs> because they all stay. Because they know that you can plant seeds in people's heads. It's just how mm -hmm. it is, man. I'll make you I'll make you think you got something wrong with you that might just be called, you know, I was joking with my mom about that the other day. And we've had this conversation joking about it enough. You know, hey, look, all of us. The older you get, that just comes that just comes with the territory. Right. That just that's just all right. This hurts. Yep. Supposed to. Right. That's that's, uh, you know, this don't work like it did. This hurts this. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And what happens when you go into the doctor They spend 35 seconds with you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. You'll spend two hours in a waiting room. Check, Three people check. will go by and it's like, gosh, I did. You must be seeing me a lot quicker than them. Cause you're not spending any time with me. Yeah. Might spend a good bit of time. Yeah, but, but the funny thing is like the last time I saw my doctor and that was to get stitches out. That was when I had my stitches, uh, uh, a while back. And uh, we must've shot the breeze for like 15, 20 minutes. And it was nothing to do about medicine. It was all to do being able to his family's doing. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm enjoying that we're spending time together. You know, I'm feeling I'm getting my money's worth, whatever. I just really, this is literally one, just you got the stitches out my leg. I'm good. Uh, but I'm thinking, who's sitting at, in that audience or that, that, that waiting room right now? Um, 
But, you know, there you go. Complain about things we're not going to change. <laughs> not going to change. So yeah, I uh, was I had a trade show to attend the other day and. I don't know, like five or six hours. So you're standing up the whole time. You talk about things that hurt that didn't used to hurt. I, I was I don't think I could have been in more pain had I run a marathon from just standing up all day. Come on. Dude, really? I was like about to die. I used to well, I did a lot of trade shows. So stretching my stretching my past where I did a lot of trade shows. And yeah, you uh you realize uh and especially some of these places you you'd go to um where it's like heavy union. Those are always the worst, man. Because if if you if you're like back in the day, it was Chicago, might have been Vegas, mm -hmm. whatever. And it's just you know it's all a scam. You had to run stuff through the union, and oh, they wouldn't could, let you do. Wow. And even to the point like we had to rent chairs. Man, they want to charge you like fifty bucks a day yeah. per chair to rent chairs. When you get out there for a three day conference, you'd end up renting that dang chair because yeah. that's that's uh, again first world problem, y'all. They, they weren't yeah. asking us to dig ditches, but yeah. I remember trade show. We didn't we didn't have that many of them back in the day in South Lafouche, but I remember they had one at the Cutoff Youth Center, and I don't know where I'm. I, I was either in college or maybe I was working at the radio station at the time, and uh, I can't even tell you who the, you know, this back in the back in the days when there were I guess a lot of different businesses on the bayou. Like I said, it's kind of disheartening sometimes now. To, the last time I was there, looking how many places are closed, but. One of the, and let me preface this, this is not a shot at chiropractors, okay? I've been to chiropractors, I and some people swear by them, rock and roll, okay? But we were going through, and one of the one of the, uh, the booths there was a local chiropractor. And across, right across the, the walkway from him was a buddy of mine I knew in college who had uh, insurance. He had his own insurance agency. And so we're talking, and then halfway through, because uh, the guy in this, you know, the chiropractor is doing some kind of spine. Like, I don't know what they're measuring, they're doing whatever. And my buddy looked at me and says, Bro, all I can figure is everybody on the body must have a curved spine because that guy has not, <laughs> that guy has not found one person that didn't need help all so, day long. Yeah, I go every now and then, and we've talked about this because. Mine is like doubly embarrassing because I'm embarrassed that I go to a chiropractor every now and then. But the name of the clinic is Go Cairo, spelled G E A U X. That's you all uh, about that, bro. You all yeah, about that. Uh, um, but yeah, I tell you, it's you sit down with a they put a little pad on you, a little vibrating thing that I could buy on Sharper Image if that's still there. Mm -hmm. uh, I spend 30 minutes sitting in a chair that I could pay five dollars to sit in at the mall. Uh, just one of these big vibrating lounge chairs, and then yep. it'll crack my neck. Um, but it's, it's like you said, they all, um, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, three times a week for the next two months. <laughs> I'm proud, please. No, but what the, what they need to tell you is we'll treat you until your insurance says no. That's, that's what I was gonna say. They look up your insurance and tell you how many times your insurance will cover it, and that's your treatment plan. And they weren't dumb back in the day. I remember I ended up with a chiropractor, I guess, after I was in an accident. And that was the other thing, too. They were good, good marketing. They knew what they were doing. Like, as soon as you, I, they, 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 they were just, just like lawyers. They were, you know, I don't want to call them ambulance chasers, but okay. Chiropractors were pretty much ambulance chasing, too, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were big on, like, you know, you got, you know, you got hit. Got, you got, it got a wreck. Got a twitch in my back and neck. Yeah, and the uh, most of the chiropractors, all the staff were just good-looking young women. I don't know if you remember that. I know that's how it was in Thibodeau, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure. I mean, Homa, pretty sure Thibodeau. That was that. It was almost like the pharmaceutical companies, right? We're gonna, and I oh, guarantee you, yeah, yeah, the people who didn't get hired by the pharmaceutical. Oh, companies. and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I got, I got, I, I they, they probably encouraged some of those women. Like, Y'all be sure to flirt with these young guys coming in. Yeah. You know, they got hurt on a boat. They got hurt in a car wreck. Because you know these idiots are not gonna come back. They got, they're not gonna keep an appointment. But if you flirt with them, they will. Um, that's just a theory. I could be wrong, y'all. Yeah. I could. Well, but to your your friend's point about the whole, you know, everybody's got problems. I, I said think, the entire body, the entire right, body must have a curved spine. The the chances of going to a chiropractor and not being diagnosed with any problem is is probably equivalent to that of going to a car deal or a car repair shop and saying, "Hey, can I get some air in my tire?" And they not find ten things wrong with your car as they're putting okay. air in the tire. Yeah, I got I got a local I got a local uh shop now and they're cool. Now here's the deal, I have spent enough money with them that I think they respect. Yeah. In other words, like 
you know, they don't look at me as, okay, we got to just nail this guy for everything we can nail him for because he doesn't come back. I mean, he, we got a lot of stuff that I've been through there. But, yeah, they even know now when they send me, I get the text from them, and it's like, your diagnostic, diagnostics are ready. And they even got pictures, man. You got to scroll through them. Yeah, I always want to change that internal air filter. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? I don't even know what that. Oh, you know what's going to be? Nah, I leave that. How about you leave yeah. that? How about you don't, you don't, uh, mm. Because because the one time I let them change something on the inside, it rattled. That car rattled for like, you know, then you got to go back, you know, the next time you're there saying, hey, you know, last time I was here, y'all put in a nice new rattle for me. Uh, I don't want to renew that policy on the rattle. Okay, Can you, <laughs> yeah, can you, go you ahead and pull that out? Can you cancel the, whatever policy I bought to have the rattle inside the car and, and, and we'll go from there? But, uh, hey, man, people just trying to make a living, just trying to make a. Well, let me tell you a story about people trying to make a living. So I don't know how I got on this mailing list, uh, but apparently Nichols is putting together a I don't know, 75th anniversary okay. um, directory. I didn't even know it was the 75th anniversary of Nichols. Uh, for those of go. you who, who aren't familiar. Look at this. Look, look, look. Nichols, look like I got right. Yeah, there right. you go. Right. We Nichols didn't, we, State we, we didn't, University where we David didn't plan that. College and, yeah, you know, that's right. Uh and it's, hey, just call to confirm your information. That's it. All right. So one day I, uh, I clicked on the, the number and then it's, oh, now you need to input the number on the email. I said, well, I just, I'm on my phone and the email is in my phone. I'm not, I can't, I'm not yeah. making that effort to go back and forth. It was like a 12 digit number. Uh, so I guess it was, I don't know, Thursday or so. I had some time at the office and I'm sitting there. I said, all right, I'm going to do it. Uh, I just thought it was going to be, here's what we have is your, your contact information. Just press one to verify plus two to change. Nope. So you get a person on there who says, okay. Um, and start going through it. And then it becomes like a darn interview. You know, what was your favorite part of Nichols and all? And dude, you stick a microphone in my face and record. I'm talking. Um, <laughs> and then it's, you know, oh, that's, that's great. Would you, would you mind? Um, if we use this and you know because there's going to be a digital version of it i said by all oh, means by means. all means yeah just edit out any parts that i sounded stupid mm -hmm. and we're good okay well let me tell you what you know um go through uh you know get your your order in for the directory um, and so she starts going and goes okay this one comes with and so then i do this i said ma'am you know what I use my phone uh, for my card information. And so I can't pull up the whole card mm -hmm. number to give you over the phone. So can you just email it to me? Well, we can do a direct check. <laughs> we can do a direct check. Jeez. I can even look up your routing number. I said, ah, you know, I, I don't know my, my. I can my... even look up your routing number. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um, said, I'm good, but, you know, thank you. So I'm trying to find this on my phone. The um, what's that? <laughs> when did I call? So hey, Mister Kitty, they got you. Uh, uh... All right, here it is. It's called No Reply at Publishing. Thank you okay. for a recent phone call and request for additional product information. Well, you the package one, or it's called Combo Four, membership in the Alumni Association, a hardbound book a digital publication, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, and a travel bag. Hey, sign you up. The low, low price of $484 and 98 cents. <laughs> Is that all? That's it. $484. Well, for, for $384, you can okay. get it without the travel bag. Okay. All right. <laughs> so if you want just the book, it's $300. But Wait. the the digital one comes free. The digital one comes free. The digital version of it comes free. You get the yeah, it comes free with the purchase of the hardbound book. Oh, oh okay. They ain't giving a digital free. You got to no. buy. Right, right. It's a buy one get one. So that's like the you buy one. If you, did your wife go to Nichols? She did. Okay, you and her could get a combo annual membership. Uh, and each a t-shirt for $125. Or if you just want a travel bag, it's $174. Or yeah, y'all could get lifetime membership 
in oh, the, wait, that's, in, that's in the alumni association that's what I need for $500. Now that's they're willing to need. break that up into two easy credit card payments for you. Man, look, I guess everybody's trying to make a dollar. Everybody's. Yeah. I, I told, I said, man, I'm 61 years old. If it's, if alumni dues are $35 a year, the chances of me making it to the $500 worth of dues <laughs> are, you know, not on the good side. I think Elwan bringing out the actuary tables just uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a good uh, investment on my part there. I, you know, I am a graduate of that fine university, and they taught me the value of a dollar. Yeah, yeah. Sounds well. My one of my, uh, my nephew, one of my nephews that's there, uh, texted me during the week with something. He got a letter. He got his Uncle Dave. You ever heard of? And it was whatever it is, some kind of honor thing. And look again, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. But let me let me say this right up front. I'm not disparaging anything. I just here's my reaction to everything. It's something I never really heard of. And my text responding back to him was never heard of it. If they're asking for money, run. Yeah. Right. And he sent me back the letter. And I'm like, there you go. That's the now look. It's not as much as that, obviously. And if it's something you want to do and and uh, look, man, they get you on that stuff. Just like did you buy? Uh, so we all got our high school rings. Right, you bought a high school ring. I did. I bought a high school ring. Do you even know where it is? No, I did until probably about six or seven years ago. Yeah, okay. You know, know what I'm saying? Okay, so uh, college ring. Did you get a college ring? No. Okay, now I almost didn't, and I ended up getting a cheap one. Like uh, I think it was made of selladium. I want to say it's selladium. Is that like a? I don't even know what it was. Looks silver, whatever. Um, I probably wore that thing for a month. You know. But you do. It's one of those things. that you want to you want to jump on and be part of the you know. Yeah, I bought both my sons have high school rings, and neither has college, but I think they both wore it a total of one time each. Look, man, and I got to be honest. And again, sometimes you say things not to hurt anybody's feelings, not to hurt anybody's. Yeah, feelings. you do. You you want a ring? But you get you, your you're, ring. You're an adult man, unless you want a championship. Right. <laughs> unless unless you were like on the starting squad and you won a championship, um, I don't think you need to be wearing a college ring into your 30s. You know, no. I just don't. I don't. I get it. People, everybody has their own their own thing. Right. But um, there you go. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. We'll sign up at the Lifetime. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you go ahead and get that. I, I forward it. I thought about telling them to contact you. Man, uh, should have. I got. I had a dad, me, and I got a kid there. Now we'll see. Well, good. I'm well, maybe you could get probably for about a thousand bucks. You could you know, enroll your dad posthumously, and you, you, your son, and your wife. All of us, man, There's could be lifetime members. Might get a brick or something for that. The extended. That's the other good ones. The bricks. The bricks. <laughs> Give me a brick, you know. And it sounds like oh, it's so permanent. I want to get a. I'm going to buy you a brick. They have them in the quadrangle there. I mean, I've driven around looking down, and I actually recognize well, some of the folks who have bricks. Like this this hospital that I used to work at. You could buy a brick over there for a significant amount of money. Yeah, buy a brick when your child's born here in, in this. Well, about 10, 12 years ago, that hospital moved. I assure you, if I go walk around in that old place, you know, those bricks are probably still there where yeah, the bricks didn't go with them. Well, I told you. I, I Nor mean, do again, I think they re. Uh, I'm sure they didn't redo bricks. They didn't redo bricks because that costs money. They ain't yeah. doing that. They uh, and we may have because this is, I think, the hundred and fourth episode of this uh, podcast, which is something interesting. And I think I said, I think I may have said this before, but I can't remember because it's been you know 17 years. However long we've been doing this, um, but uh, moving with that thing with with the bricks, we had we bought a brick at the zoo, the Houston Zoo, for my kids. We used to, man, we used to always be at the zoo. That was like our favorite place. And we wanted to support it, whatever. So we bought my son. And then it just turned out, by the time we bought the brick, I don't even know. I don't even know that we went to the zoo after it, right? But we paid money, and it was, uh -huh. I don't know. We were stupid. I don't know what, what we paid. But it wasn't, it wasn't insignificant. It was a few hundred dollars. But we're yeah. like, you know, the zoo's been a big part of whatever. And then it, they, went, they didn't move the zoo but they decided to expand some stuff and they were tearing up the area. Jack all hammering about... your brick. <laughs> and dude, some people had to go get, I mean, they raised a stink like with, um, and then they did a thing where you could go get your brick. So they had to painstakingly pull up the bricks 
And uh, and this was during COVID. This was right oh, at the wow. beginning of COVID. So we had an appointment. Had to go. No, I don't want to come get my brick. I want you to have my brick on display. That's right. That's what I signed up for. I signed up to have our brick on display. And you're, it's on my back patio right now. So, you know, drove up, um, to, drove uh, up to get uh, it. Our, our friend Sid, um, who, who, when I was a roommate, you know, didn't necessarily always have rent money on time. Uh, did somehow <laughs> find money to have a brick at the aquarium in New Orleans. So. <laughs> while, while he was doing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't have rent money, but he had aquarium money. I, I didn't know that the aquarium was that big a part of his his life. I mean, well, uh, you know, he was a he was a deep guy. He was a deep. Yeah. Um, and a shout out to him, man. He may be he, he may have figured it out long before any of us. You know, what I'm saying some people some people you scratch your head your entire life saying I don't know how that guy does what he does, but he's the guy we talked about when I was right. in. He he's still doing it. When I was twenty maybe twenty years old, twenty one years old, around the radio station, give or take. And I used to think, man, that guy's got it together. That's the coolest guy. He was probably 28 years old when he was doing yep. that, man. It's like, all right. Ten on. years to get a to get a degree in general studies. Married to a doctor. It's a way to do it. Hey, man. And a doctor, doctor. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> chiropractor. Make a make an appointment kind of doctor. <laughs> we'll be we'll be seeing you, you know, um, and we're talking about jobs and stuff. So I have recently been having to put a few things together, just not not I'm not applying for doing what I do, but I had to put a resume together. All right. For just, you know, just, I got to, and we talked about that before. Haven't done a resume in forever, man. And I, it's just a painful process. It made me realize like I go back and I have to pull up and thankfully I've got, you know, files saved. And it's like, I pull up a resume from, and I don't know, 10, 15. I like to go back ago. and read my old ones. Oh, they're so full of it, huh? Right. To see the things that I thought was valuable. Oh, yeah. It was exactly. And I told my wife, like, so this thing, I got to do it for the reason I got to do it. Yeah. And they got all these these formats and all these whatever. And I'm just, and my attitude is, I'm going to put out a resume that looks like a government document. I mean, <laughs> zero fat. Like, here a it is. curriculum vita. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what you call it when you don't want to say resume. Curriculum. Mm -hmm. my, my CV. But yeah. uh, that's what I said. I'm just, you know, I'm not doing all the fancy inventions and, uh, you know. Right. I, I used to tell people all the time, I said, you want to hear about some creative writing? Let me read you my resume and tell you what those things really mean. Yeah, and you, and around, if you're around long enough, man, I mean, that's the thing, too. You, you, you go back and look at resumes over time. And when all the experience you, when all the experience you had was what you're doing now and maybe a couple of other things, yeah. you made those things look like. All right. Man, I am the greatest thing since sliced bread. I run this place. I just, you know, I, I'm so creative and so blah blah. blah. And then later on, you go like, man, I can't believe you spent. How do how do I get seven bullet points out of that job? Like, <laughs> I'd have stuff in times and you know when looking for jobs, where it's like this thing requires a cover letter. Nah, I'm passing on that. I'm not applying for that. Too much cover effort. letters. Cover letters are fun. It's like, what do you, what you want the cover letter to say, right? What do you want? You know, just just. You want facts, you want to hear, which kind of gets into, um, we were talking before about uh, artificial intelligence, the uh, chat, what is it, chat GPT? Yeah, I've uh, not logged in or checked that out, but I've heard about people who have. Um, there's it's, it's, a, a girl at LSU who is, um, she's pretty widely known. Uh, she's a gymnast and like the highest paid student athlete from NIL. Right. Uh, in the country, uh, she had a big social media following. Apparently, some AI company uh, mm -hmm. that can help you do college papers uh, sponsored a post, so she endorsed them. So the university had to come out with all kind of stuff. It, they're not going to be able to stop it. It's it's um, now. Here's the deal, too, and here's why the colleges do this to themselves, and just the way academics write, and the way um, just higher education in general. Because if you read a lot of this, it's just junk. Like, you know, they, stuff that's written, it's not so much like lawyers speak, but it's like it, people don't really talk that way, but they write that way. And so if you if you put in stuff to this this chat thing, it'll spit out something that sounds like a dang college professor or somebody who wants to be a college professor or, you know what I'm saying? It's just, mm -hmm. I will endeavor to, and, and, and if you just do like retry, it'll do something different. Uh, so it's going to be just like, the, you know, how you fought. 
They used to make us add up stuff, guys, and you really should. You really should understand basic math. But a calculator is a calculator. You're always gonna, you're always gonna, you know, use a calculator. Right, you lean on that. Research, research used to be about man. We had to go to the stupid library. We had to go that check bibliography out. Bibliography. Oh my right God! You had to pull out. You had to get the book. Hope it was there because that was the other thing. Hope you, hope you wasn't a bunch of people doing a a project on the same thing because they got to the books before you. That's why there were some books you couldn't take out of the library. So if you couldn't take a book out of the library, what you had to do? You had to go to the copy machine, right? <laughs> With your dimes. I still remember uh, stacks of dimes, copying and, stuff. And heaven forbid that stack of papers falls and you didn't get to staple it. Now they're all scattered all over, out of order. Well, this is what life was like for us. And, um, and then, you know, Google and that stuff comes along. And... Yeah, you just you can pull up whatever it is. You can do searches. So it just evolves over time. And I don't know. I don't think it's going to change everything in the next like two or three years. But yeah, you see it coming. I mean, you see it. And that's why Google and these companies are going hard at trying to keep this stuff down. Because more and more people. Right. It's it, it's Good I don't point. know that it's an alternative to Google, but it is it's it's becoming a lot of young. But it's folks. a hell of a lot quicker. First. I want to say you can even uh, ask it for the for sources. You know what I'm saying? Like you right. can say, you know, hey, write me a one page paper that talks about blah, 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 blah with with sources. Man, it is. It is. So well, you just, you just have to, we have to find out different ways to see if people can think. And look, that's I, I don't feel bad for any. I don't feel bad for professors. I don't feel bad for higher. I don't I don't feel bad for any of these people. Everybody has to adjust. And if you know, just like math teachers had to adjust to. All right, everybody's got calculators now, and what's what, what what's usable, what's what's absolutely important that you can't use a calculator for. What is same thing with research papers? You have you've had to accept the fact that it's going to be online stuff. Yeah. Same thing here. You know, hey, suck it up, Buttercup. Uh, you know. But, so, have um, you pulled stuff from it though? Have you gotten that deep into it just to see what yeah. it could generate? Yeah, generates. It's it, it's okay. Yeah, but it's actually it's um it's scary how easy it is to use. It just is. I, I, you know, yeah, I was I'm like, well, people who just played around with it a few months back when it was, I don't know, I guess first making, making the rounds and he'd say, you know, write a poem about such and such. And it basically, you know, within seconds cranks it out. Well, and yeah. that is all original where it's not just like a database of, yeah. Okay. I've got, here's my catalog of poems about, you know, flowers. We're dealing we're dealing with stuff right now that, you know, in, say, five years will probably seem very archaic. But right now it really is. And what I, I can see, especially for papers, because the hard part about writing papers and trust me, take it from somebody who writes columns all the mm -hmm. time. The hard part about writing it is, well, you want to you, you want to know the point you want to make. You got to have a story to tell. Right. But it's just getting into the story. It's just sort of getting into how do you go from blank sheet to all right. I sort of got you. Now let me make my, make my points. And that's what I see a lot of people going to use this for. It just puts a skeleton up there mm -hmm. of, all right. And you got to tweak it. I, I'm telling you, it's going to be, I'm sure college students are always ahead of us on this kind of stuff. So there, I'm sure it's everywhere. Everybody's, you know, um, but yeah, you just do it. And it's just like when you were Googling stuff, even, even if you actually quote unquote did the research yourself, you could, you could use Google to find, Right. The sources. Right. You just, you know, it just took away a lot of the uh, a lot of the legwork. So, you know, but look, while we're doing this, while we're talking about advanced AI and how smart everything is, the 16th largest bank in the country failed. Wow. <laughs> yesterday. OK, failed yesterday. Uh, and I know a little bit about that world. Nothing about this. It's funny. The people that reach out to me that say, man, what's going on with. I don't I don't bank with it. So those of you that uh, that don't pay attention to that kind of stuff, it's a Silicon Valley Bank, SVB. And I didn't myself. I didn't realize they were the 16th largest bank in the country. Uh, pretty sizable operation. Now, it, it, it kind of skews a little bit because like the first the, the, the four biggest banks in the country are just gargantuan. Mm -hmm. Just hard to hard to explain how big those banks are. And then. It drops off on number five. Still big, five, six, seven. They're still very big, but you basically got four massive monstrosities, and uh, and and the rest. And this was, you know, one of those. But supposedly the smart people, right? Supposedly the, it's Silicon Valley, y'all. It's it's all the geniuses, all the um, 
what cause i mean any um, what happens that makes that here, in a in a nutshell and again let me say this up front this is not my part of the business i know a little bit but all along y'all we've been saying you know you probably can't print trillions of dollars out of thin air just basically you're making stuff up and then punt and then and then and and, and you know, drop money out of the sky on people and places and stuff. So that's why all the deposits in banks went sky high the last few years. It wasn't that the economy took off. It wasn't that anything was happening. They just right. printed. People had more. Yeah. They just cash. printed trillions of dollars. Okay. So that ends up there. Well, bank, when a bank gets deposits, it has to do something with them. Right. Because that's the weird thing with banking. You like a, a, a loan, right, to a bank is actually an asset. That's that's something mm -hmm. you want. Right. That's what they're making right? income off of. A deposit is a liability. It's something because you have to do something with it. So you can't loan it all out. You can't do whatever. So they buy government, you know, like whether it's treasuries, whether it's again, I'm not keeping very, very simple. Right. In, in some instance, a, a bank's, you know, a, a bank invests your money in assets so that the bank can make money they need they need to make enough money to pay you your money okay yeah. that's that's how and, and and in a perfect world it's loans that's when things are growing companies borrow money right you charge them you charge them interest the bank has they, they, they make more interest than they pay in deposits that's how it works that's that's how it's supposed to be all right and for the most part it is and then you have again when you start monkeying with the system on a big that's what this is they're going to come up with all kinds of you know Again, remember our, our mantra to you guys, everybody's lying. Mm -hmm. Everybody's lying. So what happens is um, you can't print money forever and not have to start raising interest rates because you got to bring inflation down. Infl We've been talking about this for years. Inflation's killing everybody. And now they want to talk like, oh, at least it's not 8.5%, anymore, which is sort of a lie because some products still are at there. Mm -hmm. But it's still sky high. And societies break down when inflation takes off. Like it just it just does. When when regular people literally can't afford things anymore, things get really bad really fast. So they've been raising rates and raising rates and trying to slow down. They gotta bring uh, they gotta try to bring down inflation. Well, while that's happening, some of these uh securities that the banks have in, have invested in are worth far less. So again, it's kind of it's not that complicated, but more than we right. want to get into right here. So that's what's happened. There's a cause and effect. There's a cause and effect. As interest yeah, rates go in higher. A, in a simple way, I guess, that a lot of people would understand. If you've got a, a 401k, and today your 401k was worth, for round numbers, $10,000. And tomorrow, because the market fluctuations in the market, you didn't do anything, but now your 401k is worth $8,000. Right. And So the exact same worth. thing is valued less. It's it's only worth that if you pull it out today, right? I mean that's right. the that's the right. So, so yeah, on paper it's that, but hang in there. Okay, okay. So that's what is going on here. Now I've read some pretty funny people pointing out that, wow, what a bunch of geniuses are running this bank because the world can see what's happening with interest rates, and yet they were apparently caught flat-footed. And what happens is a lot of banks or a lot of this these people anyway have losses on the books. So like they have stuff that's supposed to be valued at a certain amount. But it's not really worth that out in the mm -hmm. if you got it. And they had a situation where they had to sell some of their investments for for operations. Got a loss. And they they took a big hit. And then people that weren't paying attention looked around and said, "Uh oh." And that's not a good business for uh oh. When people get worried about you know when people start going uh oh, you know it's like uh, a wonderful life, bro. It's a run. It's a run. And uh, now here's the thing. And this is where you want to put people in jail. In fact, you want to dig basements beneath the jail, okay? Because the president, I'll pull that up right now. And again, it's just it's one of these people are sending this stuff all over the place today. But uh, a buddy of mine sent me sent me this about how no, so um, all the analysts out there, nobody saw it coming. So nobody was saying, uh, "Hey, keep an eye on SVB." Mm -hmm. You know, they they got some problems. It was all nobody. Nobody had it rated as a sell. Nobody had it rated as a, hey, you might want to keep your eye on it. But you know who did see it coming? 12 days ago, the CEO sold 11% of his holdings. The CFO sold 32% of his holdings. And the uh, chief marketing officer sold 28% of his holdings. So so, so apparently, if, if you've got the C in your title at that bank, you were doing all right. 
you you were doing you were doing all right, and you knew a little bit to uh, to to tap out. So we're going to mm. see what happens there. But how it affects everybody else now is all the the normal liars are on TV, and they're basically. And here's the other thing, guys. For those of you that just have, for, for most of the world, okay, you got your money in the bank. It's FDIC insured. Right, okay, insured for, for whatever the limits. And even the businesses, I think right now it's like two fifty. They get they're throwing out the two fifty uh, the two fifty number. So for most of the world, you're covered, right? But some of these places, you know, companies and people put a bunch of money mm-hmm. beyond what is quote unquote FDIC insured. And I got news for you, y'all. That's supposed to be risk. If you invest, if you put more money than what is insured, mm-hmm. you're basically betting. You're basically betting on the financial uh, health of the company. That's why a lot of people spread their money around. You don't right. want that, right? And uh, I want to say I was reading some stuff that said something like ninety-seven percent of the total deposits in this bank are beyond FDIC. Well, something it's, that I heard, they said hit. that, you know, because it's Silicon Valley and a lot of the businesses in that area, they got a high number of venture capitalists uh, who are, I guess, used to investing in risk. Uh, mm-hmm. But so that those guys are going to lose a lot of money from this failure. Well, what's not going to, well, I, I, I hope so. And I don't wish anything bad on anybody because what's going to happen now, what they're going to be doing come Monday is they're trying, they're going to try to say that the U.S. taxpayer, me and you and everybody else out there, the person with $150 in your South Lafourche Bank and Trust uh, account mm-hmm. right now, or you, or I don't know, give me, give me some love to Synergy and South Louisiana Bank and said, I'm, I'm sorry if I forget all the banks down there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the person with, you know, a few hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars in there. Yeah. They want y'all, mm-hmm. right? Via whatever to pay off the deposits of, Dude, I read something a while ago. There are there are fifteen hundred. I got to get this right. Hang on a sec here. I think I might even sent it to you. There are fifteen hundred. Glow, what, uh, green. What's it called? Um, Let's see. Here we go. Fifteen hundred climate change tech companies were banking with this bank. Fifteen hundred climate change tech companies. First of all. I don't know that I can name you a a climate change tech. I, I mean, yeah, they must exist. Would you think there are 1,500 of them in the world? Yeah, no. What they're going to try to do, and by the time this airs, you're probably going to see this on Monday. What they're going to try to do is scare the world. They're going to lie. They're going to scare the world. We have to step in, and you have to bail these people out these these really smart people you know who else i heard i don't know if it's true but it's too classic not to be true uh uh i don't know if he's still called the prince harry you know prince harry uh-huh he's most of that. his money's in that bank nice <laughs> that dude's just been knocking it out the park with good decisions lately right so i don't i don't know that it's true i just so he's just, the investor formerly known as prince formerly known as but he put his own personal money in there. So, so there you go, y'all. The world is, um, you know, it happens. Look, it's we, a scary people, place, you know. And you knew, you knew, you knew SVB Bank uh, was in trouble when about a month or so ago, Jim Cramer was on TV, pumping it up, saying I it's heard it, that. It, it, it it's gonna go up. It's got you know, still got room for growth. That's a sign to get out. So get he'll out. be crying again this week, probably. Maybe so. If he is, we'll talk about it. We um, <laughs> so before we came on, just just uh, chatting. So it's funny how neighborhoods they turn over, right? All of a sudden, we moved here twenty just about twenty years ago. We were the young family. My kids were, you know, two and four, whatever, however they were. Um, and now, you know, the adults, right? So I have a handful of neighbors who are still around, but you know, everybody gets older. And mm-hmm. uh, neighbors got turned young. I mean, like, my goodness. It's like all of a sudden, I got we got kids everywhere. And a couple of houses that are for sale right now. And one of them is right across from my, like, you go down my driveway, and our drive is the street and then the driveway. So the neighbor that, that the house I see the most, right, besides my neighbor here that's got the fit we share a right, fence with. Right, your line of vision. My line of vision. So that house is for sale. They just did a bunch of work on it. That house is for sale. So um, they got this for sale sign out in the front yard. And you just see, you know, my wife will tell me, you just see the cars come and stop and, and do a visit. And that's when you always try. And I don't know that this is right or wrong, guys, but I guarantee you, you do it too. Man, I'm looking through the window. Who's that? You, you, you want to influence 
or disinfluence, if that's a word. Does that look like somebody I want to live near? Let me see. Let me see. And that depends on what I'm going to walk out in and what I'm going to, you know, the body language I'm going to show in my driveway. You know, there's some you want to They look nice. You get a big, friendly wave. Oh, you want to walk out there with a cup of coffee? Say, howdy. How you doing? Can I get you something? There's other you walk around, you keep your head down, you clean a gun in the driveway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Walk out with no shirt and underwear. <laughs> Pull up my lawn chair. That's the sad part of that. You know, you might, you might, that might backfire. That might be like, oh man, is that kind of <laughs> bro, we want to live here. We want to live here. You might be scaring away the wrong kind of people, but uh, mm. so we'll see. We'll see. We got, uh, they got a lot of people looking at it today, so I might have to do monitor. May look at the camera and see, like, who 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 do you bring in here? Do, do you know the neighbor? Uh, I did. I mean, they moved out um, okay. a few years ago, and they she kept the house, and then she leased it for a while. But well, just go and see. You you could really inject yourself in there if they're doing an open house or something, and you just go hang out. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah my wife you even see somebody you don't like there. It's like I wonder if this house has plumbing like ours right across the street <laughs> or plumbing problems. And it was, it was one of these houses that were built back when, I guess this was a thing, young families. All the bedrooms are upstairs. All right? That's a design That's a design choice that, that works in a young families, right? Because, you know, young families, you want all your kids on the same floor with you. You yeah. want, dude, you start getting old, you know, more and more like. Well, mm, uh, yeah, I have, you know, my, hey, we have two bedrooms upstairs uh, and I'm upstairs now and. I make the trip up here once a week for the podcast. And that's about as often as I come upstairs. And the last house we bought, I swore I wouldn't get stairs because I hated walking up the stairs. And I, I mean, I swore I wouldn't buy another one that had the stairs. You think it's a joke until it's not a joke. Cause I mean, I no. grew up thinking, man, two story houses. Oh yeah, man. man. You got a house on top of another house. Right. That's amazing. Man vacuuming stairs is yeah, a pain enough yeah. to make you not want to do it. Well, I don't. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Well. Thank God my wife does. Yeah. Oh, she, um, and I'll, I also feel bad about feeling bad now too. And I literally do because to, that we were supposed to started yesterday and then today do some just, all right, we got to just gut some stuff. We got to get rid of some things. I'm, I'm taking pictures like, uh, having her text neighbors, hey, you want this? You want this? We got a drum kit in our in our uh, in our game room, an electric drum kit. It was, I don't say top of the line, but it was very nice when it was about eight years ago. I promise you, that drum kit is about eight years old. I guarantee you, it hasn't been played twenty times in eight years. It's one of those. And it ain't cheap. We had one. It's okay. not cheap. So we offered it to some neighbors and yeah, they're going to take it. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, ooh, yeah, but, we, uh, we have a hoverboard and some other riding vehicle that's out in front of my uh, house right now. Cause we cleaned the garage this morning. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So and that's what we're going to donate it. Then it's, you know, where's the charging cord for it? <laughs> yeah. Like I know. And I got a, I got a treadmill up here. I got to try to get, you know, and I guarantee you that treadmill probably needs a $35 fuse. And it's a great mm-hmm. treadmill. It's been, it hasn't been used in six years, seven years, but the room is big enough that it's in a corner, right? It just, it's like a piece of furniture. Yeah. And you realize we should move some things around. Why, why do we still have that treadmill here? You know why? Cause it's <laughs> big and heavy and somebody has got to take that thing down the stairs. So, um, so anyway, so I got sick. I, I, I got sick on a day that we were supposed to be doing all the, uh, all well, the, let her go through it. Well, she went through a big, a big guest closet and came down yesterday with, I didn't realize we had so many suitcases. A suitcase is a hard thing to throw away. It really is. You know, you just kind of figure like, uh, well, we might need it. We might need, she came down with like five suitcases yesterday. It's like, oh, I guess we don't, I guess we don't. And one of them, one of them is, was a, a monogram a suitcase for me. Like, like, I guess it was a gift from one of the companies over the years. Like I but it was sort of like, and then instinct is like, oh, I can't throw that away. It's got my initials on it, right? And then you realize, I didn't even know I had it. It's sitting in the back of a, of a closet. So if you're driving around Houston in the next coming month, you see a homeless guy under one of the overpasses with a, a, a red DMM bag. That's, that's 
Uh, what you gonna do? Hey, you know, we didn't we didn't talk about um what because uh, we've got a few minutes before we get out of here. Uh, how'd the uh, the meet go? You were like, like oh good last, good. La yeah. Last we left, um, um, I was there. Um, her goal was to finish in the top twenty in her um, main events, which are her backstroke events, and uh, she came out twelfth in both nice. of them. So that's out of. Yeah, this is like a regional meet. They call it sectionals, but I think there's four regions in the country. So there are over a thousand swimmers uh, mm -hmm. at this event, and I think about a hundred teams represented. Uh, so yeah, that was the biggest meet she she swam in. The odd thing for me is some of these things. They've got people like in their you know, late twenties and early thirties swimming, who huh? I guess are tr are trying to get a time for mm -hmm. Olympic trials and stuff. But. I mean, they're they're swimming at the same time as the high schoolers. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they can't it's like be fifteen and up. That's yeah. I just fifteen and up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, so you could have got yeah. in there, right? I could have. <laughs> I wouldn't have got out. But uh, <laughs> a kid somehow dislocated his shoulder uh, at the end of the race. Um, swimming. Yeah, um, and I don't know if he's had a bad shoulder or if he just tried to lunge to, you know. But where they finish is in the same place that they dive in, which means it's on the deep end of the pool. You go on the other end, it's, you know, three yeah. feet. To get this kid out was an ordeal. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, couldn't somebody just lift him up, but you couldn't get under him to lift him. So they got in there, like EMS people got in there with uh, like a – I guess like a basket type stretcher and struggled wow. to get him in and had to pull him to the, across the pool to the shallow end to lift him out. Cause of a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. And I'm saying, Hey dude, man, up you're swimming. You just, you just get the ladder and pull yourself yeah. out with one hand, man. We are so old. We are so old because I look, Hey, I can't, I don't know. I can't speak for what the guy's going through, but what if you'd have been by yourself? Yeah. Seriously, what if what if you're practicing and you dislocate your shoulder by yourself? I bet you figure out a way to get out that pool. Yeah, I bet the, I bet the adrenaline kicks in. Like, hey, yeah, just just float on your back, kick to you get to the shallow end. Let somebody pain? grab your hand. You want to talk about pain? I had a kidney stone, son. Come on, man. <laughs> Something we started the podcast talking about, man. I, um, I hope he's I hope he's he's well. I would honestly say I don't think that's a, that's one of the first pool injuries, right? Dude, because uh, you know you they can, have lifeguards at those events, and they didn't you know can what hurt, to do. If you can hurt yourself swimming, that dude was destined to throw a shoulder, man. Destined to throw a shoulder. Uh, maybe next time he can swim with a helmet on. Just you know, <laughs> don't hurt yourself, bro. That's the thing about the backstroke. I was always afraid of the backstroke, uh, driving my head into the. Um, That's why they have those flags over the pool. Yeah, but man, when I'm Watch competing, it. dude, when I'm competing, I don't see anything. I just see flames. I just, you know, I just. Yeah, well, you know, it's, just, it's that that color blur that goes over your head. That, I see that. From like, there, you should know how many strokes to take before you. Yeah, quit. they didn't. They didn't teach me that at cutoff at the cutoff youth center swimming lessons. Okay, they didn't. They didn't teach me that. Remember, I'm like, the guy who went off the diving board and landed on the edge because I was scared to swim. Yeah, you did. So, so, so backstroking was not even in my repertoire. No, I'm still complaining about it all these years later. That's when I stopped. I did, I did swimming lessons up to the point. I guess I was a junior lifeguard and I had to pass this one more thing to become a, I guess, lifeguard or whatever, whatever the thing was. And I apparently couldn't get my frog kick. I guess it was, I don't know. And I just remember, I can't believe looking back now that a high school, some high school punk, she was a girl, so I was called a punk, but I call her something else. Um, just yeah, couldn't get my couldn't get my kick right, and uh, didn't pass because me. Because you know, you to save a life, you need to do a specific kick. Yeah, yeah, because because I really needed that frog <laughs> kick, and yeah. it was a two day test or three day test, whatever it was, to become the lifeguard certified. One of the tests was you had to like in your clothes. And I think we had to like like tread water or swim around for like I don't know thirty minutes, and one of the people in my class I know for a fact couldn't have done that on her best day. No way, she wasn't there that day. <laughs> and she got her like and she got her. her they, but they but just, let's be real, you're you're in the community pool. You think you're gonna have to? I don't care. Yeah, you know, what is there like a math of 
earthquake and now you're saving everybody in the pool that you got to tread water for 30 minutes in your clothes before somebody else comes to help? If you did that, you ever have to take your pants off and make a life preserver out of your jeans? Oh, blow them up? Yeah. You ever did that? No. No. That's pretty I've late. Seen, I don't think... Uh, I don't think that works, man. I mean, I, hey, don't get me wrong. If I'm floating in the Gulf of Mexico, <laughs> you're going to try it. And I just happen to be wearing blue jeans. I guess I'm going to try that because you don't want to try to tread water out there. But yeah, I can never like, wait, I got to catch water. I got to catch air here and tie it here and blow air. Oh, yeah. It was a, you know. Yeah. And then, you, then you're letting air out. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But there you go. So we're gonna let an air out. But the time to let, let the air out of this one, man. Let's see. Did we cover uh did we give did we give America enough to uh to I think chew we on got it week? all. The the only little bit of tid or tidbit information I'll share with you is if you're were a music fan in the uh, I guess early eighties in the band Air Supply. I saw a picture of them the other day. One of the dudes got like a full sleeve tattoo or tattoo sleeve. Air supply. Air supply. Those guys have to be 70s? Yeah, I got to be up there. They played at Nickel one time. I met them. They were tools. They were tools? Yeah, I think my mm -hmm. wife used to like them. Air Supply. I mean, I don't know. They were big for a while, man. Yeah, they were, yeah. They were big. They were That's big. Some good big songs news. back in the ballad a, days. A sleeve, a total. Well, David Lee Roth has a full sleeve. Dude, uh, that and a, and a permanent smile on his face. Yeah, man. Come on, guys. Go graceful. I like Sammy Hagar. I see Sammy Hagar all the time now. First of all, Sammy, Sammy, he he'll sell anything. He he like you know he got his own tequila, his own whatever. He's mm -hmm. like, he's he's he got that realized. And Sammy ain't got no work done. Sammy is who he is. Who he I still is. like the the meme that shows him and um Bill Clinton Bill side Clinton by together. side. Yeah. <laughs> They're the same age. Same age. Same age. Yeah. Slightly different path. Slightly yeah. different path. And he hasn't had nearly as many close associates kill themselves. So hey, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. One one. On on that note, on that note, yeah. let's push the button. Get on out of here. Y'all, you know how to reach us if you want to reach us, besides just wherever you found us this time. It's Dave and Juan at protonmail.com. We do read them. We really do. So uh hit us up there if you want. And how else, Juan? Yeah, you know, social media, um, every place where you can hear a podcast, download a podcast. We're there. If you want to watch us, subscribe to our YouTube channel or as the as the kids say, mash that like button. Uh, mash that like button. Mash that like button. Share it with your buddies. Yeah, somebody sent me something this uh this past uh, I guess I missed it last time. So John Allison. Shout out John Allison, whoever that is. Um something about uh oh Bayou Lafouche thing. All right. Louisiana's Cajun Bayou. They run. They're running commercials on, um, uh, you know, to eat down the Bayou. Which don't get me wrong, I fully uh, uh, support that. Uh, especially if you want to go buy a etouffee to go. Hey, Dave and Juan's Wiener Spaghetti still there, dude. I mean, <laughs> knock yourself out. But it makes it look like there's so many different restaurants and stuff. Yeah. You just you can just drive down the road and just eat it all. Forty five minutes from south of New Orleans. You might want to call ahead. Call ahead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've done spots for them in the past years. So. Louisiana's Cajun value. Look at you. Look at you, man. I'm just glad that you get paid to sound like that. I get up I in front of groups and <laughs> I got to try hard to fight it. But uh, hey, y'all, listen, we tell you every week and we mean it every week and especially this week because, you know, banks are failing. That's right. The only thing artificial. in your life that's not going to fail for sure is this. Man, look. Right here. Look. Hey, so uh, by all. Look, America, again, you're welcome. But, uh, yeah, we tell you every week. It's not a suggestion. Mm -mm. Not a hint. We're not a request. I don't even think we implied it. It is a, no, freaking, it's a freaking mandate, man. Mandate. Get out there and go for it, y'all. Go for Like Rocky, when he looked at Mr. T, go for it. Go for it. Try to have the best week of your life. Starts with the best hour of the week. You're welcome. We just gave it to you. All right. Get on out there, make it a great day, make it a great week. And, you know, if it's fantastic, good. That's your new baseline. If it's not a great week, you know what? Come back next one. Wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be. It was, it was, it was, it was, you know, that was just like a, to, uh, to reset. It was a reset. Right. It was a reset yeah, to right. go. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it was probably better than last week anyway. Yeah. So. You made it another week. That's the attitude. Could be worse. Could be worse. If you didn't win, at least you learned. If you didn't win, <laughs> At least you learned. All right. And come back next week. We'll talk about it. So everything went. But, uh, okay. Until then, everybody, have a fantastic one. Love you, bro. Back at you, dude.
hole in the wall place called the pastime that's been there for a gazillion years um and it's like a bar and a restaurant all to, yeah, there's very little differentiation between the bar and the restaurant but they say hey y'all want to go eat there and i said oh god yeah i hadn't had pastime pizza in years uh so we go and one guy got a pizza and it's, yeah, the pizza was called the everything so he got that uh he's taking the last bite of his first slice and he realizes that it had shrimp on the pizza and he's has been in his life highly allergic to shrimp. Oh. <laughs> he hadn't eaten shrimp in years, so he didn't know if it was gonna thing. But dude, I mean, you saw a man get scared. They said everything. Uh, yeah. They said everything. <laughs> I want to read that. Thought you could tell me he found a band-aid on it. No, no, but he was going <laughs> uh, so I mean within a minute, he was out of there. Uh to go somewhere and get some uh I gotta get an epi pin. I get an epi pin yeah, yeah. oh man. And I'm sitting there saying, look, bro, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to finish my pizza. <laughs> I don't want you to die, nah. but I paid for this. But Right. This is good. I ain't had it in a while. And if you're not coming back, we're going to take the rest of your pizza to go to give it to the people at the office. He's all right. Though. It's over. Let's go home. <laughs>